emergency broadcast! <laughs> yesterday. Yesterday, even. Take yesterday. Do you remember it? Don't think. Just, just, just do you remember it? This is not an emergency broadcast. It's like, it's like they're being made as I think about them. I, I don't know. It's, it's so hard to explain. Well, please try. I'm so confused. Do you remember anything from before you came to town? Yeah, of course. No, 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 but really think about it. Not something important, not something integral to your character. A day at school where nothing happened. A boring childhood summer. Can you remember that? Don't think about it. January. I, I mean it. Don't, don't focus on it. Does anything come to mind? Well, no, but it wouldn't, would it, if it's not important? What's going on? You know... You know when you do something completely mundane and you get such a strong sense of deja vu like you've done that exact thing in a dream before? Yeah. But that makes sense because we probably dream about a million mundane things a night. My, my, my entire life feels like that. I, I, I feel like memories form as I recall them rather than it actually existing, actually having happened. It's, it's like I'm writing them as I go. I, I, I don't understand. You, you think you have amnesia? Or no, 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 not amnesia. I think that there was a time where I didn't exist, or at least I didn't exist as I do now, but I should have, like, like a simulation. At, at some certain point in time, I was just plugged in, as it were, but it was too much work to create a fully fleshed out backlog of memories, so instead, only the important stuff was filled in. And the rest of it is just, just built when I try and recall it. <laughs> so, you think you're in a simulation? I, this... January, you should talk to someone about this. I am talking! I just don't think they're listening. I'm starting to think there might not even be anyone out there to listen. I didn't mean on the radio. Do you believe in ghosts, Artemis? Ghosts? I, um, no. Excellent. Then listen closely, because I am about to make them real. January, I, I don't know. Stay the hell away from ethics. I don't believe in ghosts either, but I saw one once uh, when I was 12. January, this, this isn't funny. Y you really should go home and get some sleep and... Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Okay, okay. I know how it sounds. 
I know it must seem like I'm having a psychotic break, and maybe I am. <laughs> maybe everything that's happened lately has just got to me, but this feels so deeply unsettling. I can't shake it. Just... Just hear me out. Please. I'm going to tell you a story. I grew up in town. This much we know. My family and I lived in one of those old townhouses, though the area wasn't nearly so gentrified back then. I was what people would call a precocious child, which is to say that I was a massive asshole, pushy, kind of a know-it-all. Even then I didn't believe in ghosts, but I was obsessed with ghost stories. Like most children, I thought I was fearless, and what better way to prove myself than to enjoy what others feared? The novels, the endless documentaries, the radio plays, the films, they never did frighten me. But my own imagination, that was another story. I could send shivers down my spine in a crowded, well-lit room. It was about the potentiality rather than the reality. Obviously nothing was going to reach out from under the bed and grab me. But what if something did? What if cold, soft, dead flesh with gnarled nails caked in dirt wrapped around my ankle and pulled? What if I found myself face to face with hollow eye sockets and a decaying nose? What if the horrible, cloying scent of decay choked me? What if I couldn't scream, couldn't move, couldn't do anything? Would I be scared then? Obviously that wouldn't happen. Couldn't. But I'd play it in my mind as if it was real until I tingled all over with adrenaline. Yeah, I didn't get out much. My dad was a businessman, always working late, and my mum, she didn't really want to be around. So most nights I came home from school to an empty house. Or so I thought. I had a habit. Before I unlocked my front door of looking up into the darkened windows, I would imagine I could see a face there, or a pale hand reaching up to press against the glass. So it took me a moment that evening to put my finger on exactly what was wrong. Looking up, I felt my lungs clench and my stomach drop. My eyes had picked up on it before my brain had even had the chance to engage. There was a face in the window. Not a horror conjured from my own mind, but a real, tangible face. I blinked, and it was gone. As I entered the house, I told myself it was nothing but a particularly vivid figment of my imagination. I was tired from school, that was all. I did lay off the ghost stories that night, though. Instead, I watched old reruns of Frasier. Actually did my homework on time, and ensured every light in the house was on by dusk. By the time I was getting ready for bed, I'd almost convinced myself it had been a trick of the light. I felt comfortable enough anyway to leave the bathroom door open as I brushed my teeth, allowing the mirror to reflect the long stretch of hallway behind me. Once again my blood ran cold, and a moment later I noticed the figure. She was somehow bolder than reality and fainter than mist. All I could do was stand and stare, too afraid to take my eyes off the mirror and see if what it reflected was indeed reality. 
My heart hammered so hard against my ribcage that I could see my pyjama top jerk with each thump. The figure began to advance. I felt like a rat in a maze. I could run whichever way I pleased, but I'd still be trapped. So I did the only thing I could do. What I always did when I was scared, I closed my eyes and I told myself everything would be okay. I heard the soft creak of footsteps, which I told myself was just the old house settling and the sickening rattle of breath through damaged lungs, which I told myself was my own haggard breathing heard through the rush of blood past my ears. I waited and waited far longer than any child who called themselves fearless would wait. When I opened my eyes again, my heart stopped. Cold, crystal blue eyes, centimeters from my own. Lips crimson with blood that dripped down her chin. She was just a child I could see now. She reached an ice-cold hand up to touch my face. I screamed. I screamed until my lungs burned and my throat felt raw. And the whole time she just watched me, frozen eyes like a fish in a marketplace. And then my mum came home. And? Well, that's it. That's the story. Until, I guess, a decade later, when I had a daughter, and she looked up at me with her crystal blue eyes and reached a tiny hand up to hold my face, and I froze. That's a horrible story. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I am. It, <laughs> the, the last bit was just for effect, but that story, and it was a story, it feels real now, right? What do you mean? No, ghosts aren't real. I can remember other details now, things that weren't part of the story. The smell of warm tarmac when I walked home in autumn, eating microwave pizza for dinner, the faded glow of the neon bones on my pajamas. They're real now, real memories, not just a story. It's, it, it's, it's as if it actually happened. But that's impossible because ghosts aren't real. So you're a good storyteller. I, I, I just don't understand what Think this about is. It. Think about it, just, just think. Any new memories you might have? Anything ghost-related? I guess I... There was this girl in school who swore she saw a ghost once. Her aunt had just died and she was kind of going through it, so we were sensitive, but didn't exactly believe her. And my friend once, when we got lost on a school trip in an old manor house, and there was this time when I was a kid. This, this doesn't prove anything. Your, your ghost story just reminded me of other ghost stuff. But think, think really hard. Did you actually remember any of those things before I told you to think about them? I don't... They, they just, they just weren't important. What does this mean, January? I don't know. I don't know that, that, that this reality is fake, that someone, something can tamper with our memories, that we're just brains in vats. I mean, <laughs> stranger things have happened here. 
I, I'm, I'm sure it was just a fluke. I, I've been living in a shed for a month and you're having a hard time at work. Neither of us are best judges of what's real and what's not right now. Okay. Okay. Then, then let's... Let me try something else. Okay? You grew up near here, right? I'm going to tell you something from my childhood. A proper memory. Something I'm certain happened. Do you remember being told any stories about Ethics Old Quarry? Anything at all? I... I didn't even know Ethics had a quarry. Okay, okay, good. I died there. When I was 17. It was the summer holidays. My friends in college were all on the swim team. They suggested heading down to the old quarry to cool off. I was more of a debate club kid in high school, not exactly the most confident swimmer, but they assured me it would be all right. We'd sit in the shallows. I'd mellowed out since childhood and found that the best way to assimilate with my peers was just to be a pushover. The sun was overbearingly warm. The beginning of the end of the climate crisis, and the water looked beautiful, clear as your blue, letting you see right down to the bottom of the quarry. It didn't look deep, and after cycling all the way to the edge of town, I was desperate to get in. We did sit in the shallows and eat lunch and play catch. One moment I was wading backwards to catch the ball, and the next... nothing. I came to in hospital. My friends told me the undercurrent had tugged me down, but they'd managed to haul me back up again. Apparently, my heart stopped for three whole minutes. They kept asking me if I remembered what it had been like when I was dead. I told them that I, I didn't think I'd been out for long enough to really experience anything. It all felt like a dream to me. They didn't push, and I'm glad they didn't, because I was lying. What I got to experience while I was dead was nothing. Not that kind of nothing, like that, that period between falling asleep and being asleep, where your brain isn't quite ready to start dreaming yet, but has stopped thinking. Not even nothing like true darkness, because even then you're fully aware of the presence of your other senses, but... Nothing. Endless. All-encompassing. Nothing. For three whole minutes, I did not exist, and never had. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is, they reported on it in the local papers. Stupid boy dies in quarry, saved by equally stupid friends. I... remember being in the kitchen with my bike. I'm 13, about to go with my friends. My mum tells me something and I don't really listen, something about staying away from the quarry. Some kid died there when she was young. In January, I definitely didn't remember that before, but it, it, it happened. It's so real in my mind. Exactly! That's what I'm saying! Do you believe me now? I still don't understand. What the hell is going on? I want my mum! 
Oh, 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 hey, 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 it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Um, oh, God, uh, tell me a story, okay? Tell me a story about your mum. Something nice, something that we can make into a happy memory. I don't know if I want to. It's okay. It's okay. I used to go indoor climbing. That, that's true. Uh, my mum, she didn't really get it. She wanted me to do ballet or something. But, but I wanted to go rock climbing. I was alright, but the other kids had all this fancy gear and they could afford more lessons, so I always felt like I was falling behind. Um, I never told her this. It wasn't her fault. The, the first time a competition came up, the instructor entered all of us. Um, my mum had a meeting at work that day, so I just planned to take myself, but before the final round started, I saw her in the audience, and she was grinning and clapping. I came third out of seven, <laughs> but you'd think I won. She was so proud. <laughs> I, I can remember it now. Her navy blue top, where she sat on the bleachers, I... <laughs> I don't like this. I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> that never happened. That never happened. How come I can remember it when it when it never happened? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so sorry, Artemis. I, I don't know. What if what if I tried to remember my mum coming back or or her never going missing? I don't think it works like that. Those memories are already real. I, I think all we can do here is fill in the blanks. That doesn't make sense. That's, that's not how memories should work. Is it like this for other people? Has, has anyone else noticed yet? Or is it just us? Why is it just us? This, this is too much. I, I want to go home. <laughs> now? Now you want to go home? Now that there's a possibility you didn't even come from a home in the first place. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was harsh. You need time, and I'm in no state to be helpful. I'll, I'll get some sleep, and I'll think about it in the morning. You should, too. How can I sleep? I just found out my entire life is a lie. Not necessarily. Not not necessarily. Maybe only parts of it. That's not helpful. David J. Chalmers is a philosopher of virtual worlds, like video games. And he has this theory. It goes, and, and I'm probably misremembering it a little, something like this. 
at least one in every ten non-SIM, that's like saying biological, populations will survive to become advanced enough to create about a thousand SIM populations of their own. In this case, simulated beings will outnumber non-simulated beings a hundred to one, and this is wildly skewing the numbers in favour of biological people. So, statistically, we should be simulations. Is that meant to comfort me? So what, we're just one of the crappiest simulations? Look, I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Or <laughs> maybe we're one of the better ones. One of the ones that achieved consciousness. Only this is the cost for it. I am also genuinely concerned that I am experiencing some kind of psychosis and I can't talk about it to anyone. Things are complicated with my spouse right now. I, I don't want to rock the boat there. And my kids are too young. I don't know who I can trust at work or what they'd do with me if I said I thought I was having a breakdown. I am a terrible, terrible person to be looking to for any kind of guidance. But I'm all you've got. So I am going to try my best. And right now, we both just need to go to sleep. Reset our brains. Maybe literally. Do you really think it's still better for me to sleep in this creepy, dark shed than come into town? I really, really do. Epics Town is a member of the Faustian Nonsense Network. This episode, you heard Rhys Lawton as January Johnson and Liz Dokakina as Artemis Flynn. It was written and produced by C.L. Hendry, with sound design by Kai Willem Pritchard, and theme by Mix Idol. If you're enjoying the show, you can leave us a tip on Ko-fi, or follow us anywhere on social media at Ethics Town Pod. Thank you for listening. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours, 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 yours. yours Faustian yours, nonsense. Yours, thanks yours, you for yours, your patronage. Yeah. Just like yours. <laughs>